Welcome back to a uh, depressing episode of Behind the... Actually, forget depressing. It's a good season. We're, we're going to be optimistic and look forward here on Behind the Words. We, you and me might be optimistic, but there's a certain someone in this group who doesn't like to be optimistic. Hey, I'm probably, who, who, I'm probably, I feel like I'm probably the most optimistic person in I'm, uh, I'm joined by... Uh, that's debatable. Uh, this like is your I'm host. Easily... Your host. Oh, and he's gone. CJ. Okay. Well, this What's is your happen? host. No, we he's lost here. You just can't see his face. All right, forget this guy. Yo, this is your host, NG. Oh, okay. We're good. As many people call me, Eagles.world, Nader G, Nate Shot, as I'm referred to on the pod, along with J, Eagles underscore Empire, formerly known as underscore Eagles underscore. Yeah, if we have any like loyal listeners and they can tell us what Jay's old name was, we'd really appreciate well, it. People, I know people, people who I remember people who commented, I was like, a sophomore in high school, and people were still commenting. Shout out to those people. I gotta come back. Gotta make I'm, my comeback. I'm really washed up now. I was that was my problem. I'm washed up. Jay, also known as up. as number one Jalen Hurts hater. Uh, oh, apparently no. There's definitely worse. Join. There's beef. Join, there's beef now it's worse. And we have Max Eagles Intel. Uh, number one, Jalen Hurts optimist. No, that's not oh, true. Either. I don't know about that. Nah, it's not true. Uh, and. We're missing Donovan, Donnie boy. He's uh he's ill. It sounds like, so we hope he feels like better. That. He's been sort of MIA recently. He's uh oh also known as number one Derek Barnett fan. Yeah. Uh, and Absolutely. Miles Sanders hater. So that's Donnie. And we're here to break down. We're gonna talk about the the playoff game, the uh the disaster of a playoff game, uh, and then we're gonna talk about. Uh, the offseason, looking forward, the first round picks, obviously spend a lot of time on quarterback and just map out what this offseason might look like. We might go a little stay or go with the Eagles free agents. You can do that. Uh, oh. That could be that could be a little bit of fun. I feel like we'll probably do that again before free agency starts we'll too. Probably maybe multiple of those. Yeah. So let's start with the game really quickly. We don't have to spend too much time on this. Eagles got just donkey whomped in every category. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to start. We can do Hurts in a little bit. I wanted to start on the defensive side. Eagles came out playing that the same garbage they've been playing all year, the soft zone, 10 yards off the, the, the receiver. They should have gotten off the field on the first drive. Derek Barnett commits a uh, okay. questionable, he, questionable. Yeah. I don't think it was that a bad was a call. Don't even call a question. It was a bad call. Like he, he does that a lot. Don't get me wrong. He makes a lot of stupid it, plays, but I don't think that was a penalty. He got it because – it's him. It's it's Derek It's Barnett. him and it's Brady. And it's Brady. It's who did it and who God did. If it was like anybody else and anybody else doing it, it probably was not a penalty. So that extends the drive. Bucks score on the first drive. They score on the second. Then the Eagles force three and out. They score on the third drive. Then they kick a field goal. And then Gannon adjusts. And I think, honestly, Gannon did... A, a really good job adjusting. I don't know if you guys have takes on Gannon's adjustment. I have adjustment. nicer things to say about Gannon. I... Yeah, the, 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 he, the he's always been Gannon, though. He's always been good at adjusting. He just always starts the game terribly. The the only thing I really, really hated was I don't know why. Maybe some maybe I'm just an idiot and I don't understand football, but it, it really feels to me like Darius Slay should if he's gonna travel with Mike Evans, he should travel in into the slot. And <laughs> I don't have to watch Avante Maddox get cooked. Every play. Maddox's fault. He didn't have a chance. I mean, fault. I agree with he's you. I like nine. I love Avante Maddox. He had a great year. He's a great slot corner. He was getting toasted by Mike Evans all game. And it and for some reason, our, our all pro, our all pro votes receiving cornerback was out on the corner against like Cyril Johnson. He wasn't even playing. I, I can't even name you who Rod Perryman, who, bro. 
for Sean Perryman. What, what, what is that about, Jonathan, Mr. Gannon? So That's that was a big problem. Thing. That was like, really stupid. I don't know why they never made that adjustment. But regard, besides that, the defense did its job in this game, right? Before the Rager muff, and we don't have to talk too much about Rager, but we will. Before the Rager muff, you know, the Eagles have a chance. The offense had a chance to, to bring the game within one or two possessions, within a couple points. And, you know, I think the defense played pretty well. The wheels fell off at some point, but, you know, that's to be expected against Brady. And I don't think if the game, if, if the offense is scoring points, keeping pace, it would have done a lot to help the defense. But, you know, do, do, do this is a good segue into like, what we, what do you guys think of Gannon getting all this head coaching buzz? And, and do we really care if he's gone? Jay, you want to start us off? So like I he, like yeah and no. So like with Gannon getting head coaching buzz, it seemed like he was just destined to get head coaching buzz. Like people were talking right. about Gannon as the next Brandon Staley before he even you know put on an Eagles hat, you know, the sunglasses. Before the sunglasses even went on, he was a head coaching candidate. And that seems stupid. But I guess like I guess like you don't need to be a good coordinator to be a good coach. And not every good coordinator is a good head coach. Like we've seen a bunch of like Oh, that guy's a good coordinator, and he sucked as a head coach. It's, Jim Schwartz. You're looking for yeah, you're looking for specific skill sets, and you know, and I mean, like T.J. Edwards prayed, talked about Gannon pretty well. You know, he's a smart guy from all accounts, and like coaching See, wise, I I don't want to lose him because like. By the way, it seems coaches, like it seems like him and uh and Fletcher Cox made up by the end of the year. Yeah, Cox. So yeah, if we believe. I technically, I believe what Jeff McLean says most of the times. I know he gets dunked on a lot for kind of stupid reasons. But, like, you know, what he reported was that Cox asked to be traded. He asked for them to seek a trade. And I think part of that was that his beef with Cannon. And, you know, Cox said the other the other day, I want to be back. So, you know, clearly issues have been resolved there. And, you know, Gannon's like 45 years old. Cox is like a million years old at this point in football years. But, like, you know, like... It's not a veteran coach. It's not Jim Schwartz talking to Cox. It's like this guy's never done it before. So it's probably, you know, you got to balance relationships, and that's what being a head coach is about. But be like scheme-wise, like, Gannon does a lot of, like, funky things pre-snap. Oh, he doesn't uh, do a lot. Of, he doesn't do anything post-snap, and that's my yeah. like my issue is – so he gets, like, the film review I watched, like, it's like Gannon did a lot of good – but what he does bad, he does it too often. And it gets kind of, you can kind of see it. There's nothing real post-snap. They don't blitz a lot, but whatever. You know, that's his philosophy. He doesn't really blitz, whatever. Stupid. Um, you know, they don't do anything post-snap, like I said. They do a lot of stuff pre-snap, but then they, they keep, they play a lot of soft zone. And then sometimes they play press man. I think you should have used Darius Slay more in press man, but if you're going to play soft zone, the personnel sucks. And the personnel at, at positions that's, that's he desperately needs, it's, it's, it's safety a safety and linebacker. Once once Edwards left the game, the personnel at safety and linebacker sucked. And we know it sucks. And that's why it's like, I would like to see what Gannon's defense and what his plan looks like with better talent at those positions. Like, I get like people want this. People want this Jim Johnson defensive coordinator who will send like, every man blitzing at one point but that's just not who gannon is that's not who he's gonna be like obviously that's not what people want but it's just what you're getting like jim the gym, like jim sports didn't blitz a lot like he really didn't like but I mean, he did a stupid was, wide nine soft defense yeah, on then, third and 20 and it like remember how bad this running defense was like it's much better now like he adjusted to that point like i did i did find it funny though when cox stood up 
at linebacker for like uh, I was yeah. gonna say that he was one thing plays. I really hated. I hated that. Why is Cox playing middle? By the way, he's playing middle linebacker and then blitzing. Like yeah. obviously, just, like he's obviously you, you, coming. You got a plan? Yeah, you plan that out for something. I don't know, but like yeah, I Minnesota and Denver interviewing Gannon makes sense. George Patton and Gannon crossed over in Minnesota, and then obviously the Vikings organization knows him. He's he didn't really get he didn't get his start there, but you know. He knows Zimmer and he knows those guys. Obviously, Zimmer's gone, but you know, someone from that tree. But I don't see the benefit in losing anybody in Sirianni's staff right now. I don't see the benefit. Like, you could say, oh, they should fire Michael Clay because the special teams is bad. Well, the special teams were bad last year, too. And, you know, because you don't have a punt returner, <laughs> you don't have a kick returner. Maybe you actually do. Maybe I think keeping, keeping Rager out there was dumb. Is it a fireable offense? No. I feel like that's a very overreactionary thing. Like, how old is Michael Clay? Like 29 years old? He's what young, are we doing? 29, what are, 30. What are we firing a 29-year-old coach for? Because he's not ready? You knew, you kind of knew that. So, like, I, I would like to keep Gannon. I think def- I think with better personnel and another year under his belt, he'll be, the diff- he'll be a better coach. You're going to lose him at some point. Like, I, you might lose him next year. If they're a top 15 unit, you might just lose him next year. So like it's inevitable, but like I'd rather keep him now. Like firing him is stupid. I think firing him is really dumb. I wouldn't go down that path. I don't think they'll fire him. They won't because you know, he's not just a Sirianni hire. Like you're not gonna Lori, fire him. We know Lori wanted him too because McDaniel's was gonna hire him too. So yeah, I agree with most stuff Jay said, but it's also like he's getting head coaching interviews for. I guess a reason. It's not just one team requesting; it's three. So clearly, there's something there. He's one of the young. How old's Gannon? Thirty-five. He's probably. I think he's in his forties. Really? Man's balding, bro. He's got to be a little older. I don't really look at him. I try my best not to. Thirty-nine. Sirianni's the only good-looking guy. Thirty-nine. On this team. He's thirty-nine years old. Told you yeah, he's in thirties. Wow. <laughs> but um, I think the there's a lot of overreaction in a sense of Gannon. I wouldn't be happy if he left but i definitely would not be like oh my god we can't find another defensive coordinator who replaces him you you want to guess who replaces him i don't think it's i mean you're gonna I, it's not i don't think it's gonna be Vic Fangio, to be honest it's uh, uh, the, no, i don't the, think it's gonna be Fangio either. I don't the, think the, problem is, the problem is if he gets hired you're gonna be behind on hiring a defensive coordinator because he'll have like you know what i mean like when he gets I hired i don't think he'll be that far behind He's going. No, no one's gotten hired behind, yet. But like, no, the problem is like, like these guys are talking to potential head coaching candidates. You know talking where guys, guys are going. Yeah, but I I feel like Sirianni's probably got a good idea of a few guys who wants to reach out to if Gannon gets a job. I honestly think like if they if Gannon if Gannon goes, I would like internally. I think like if you said, oh, who would get the job? I would just say Denard Wilson real quick. I would say he's the favorite. I agree. I think all the the promote. Wrong or right? I mean, I think he's the future defensive coordinator anyway. You know, that's my little tidbit. I think he'll be anyway yeah. at some point. Source, Lil Brady tell you that? No, that's my that's just my guess. And okay. Wilson's been praised for a lot, long time. I mean, okay. I, I I pretty much agree with all with what you guys are saying. Like, I think the Eagles are better off returning all their coaches and giving them more time with these players. Like, the the secret of the of the the fact of the matter is Turns in the NFL. David Ojabo. Like, like these guys, most of them are not complete morons. And they have some idea of how to coach football. So the more time you give them with players, the better they'll be at doing the job. Now, obviously, there are guys who are better at it 
and who, there's guys whose ceiling is higher and his floor is higher and people who connect with players better. And if the locker room quits on a coach, then there's no point in keeping him around. But like Gannon, it's not, you know, I think he did a lot of things poorly this year. It's his first year calling a defense. Uh, I don't first think you're running a defense in general. Like, yeah, you're def- yeah. Okay. No, I agree. Running, like he's young. Defensive he doesn't have a ton of experience. Yeah. Like, and, and at the end of the day, like, I don't think he did. I don't think you look at the job he did this year and say he did a good job, right? Like, I think you look at the job he did this year and say, there's a lot of unknowns. He probably did a not great job and we'd like to see how he does with better personnel. So by that, I, I hope he's back only because I think the team's better off with him around. And the second year of Gannon is probably better than the first year of a random guy that they bring in. But I mean, he's going to be gone anyway. And like, if he's gone this off season, I don't really care. I don't think he's getting, I think it's just kind of like irrelevant in a way. Like nobody's going to be, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people happy. I feel like just because they're like, Oh, he lifts up so many yards and soft coverage and doesn't blitz. But in a sense, it's also, you are losing a good defensive coordinator. There's reasons he's getting head coaching calls and there's reasons this defense did, even though they were playing terrible teams, didn't let up more than 17 points for five weeks this season. Like the personnel isn't very different from last year, and they're a better overall unit. I would yeah, say. Yeah, no question. Like you can add guys too. You have three first round picks. Well, last year yeah. was a disaster. Last year was a last year was a, uh, a slobber knocker of all. But fuck, of all. but yeah. But like, so, I, right. I like oh my one my one statistic was in seven drives they only gave up seventeen points to Brady. Yeah, no, they did a good job. So that's that's the like game. that's minorly impressive. Like they no did better than they did last time. They, honestly. they forced a good number of three and outs to start to, at, the, at the beginning of this game before the tires fell off. They were doing a fine job. I think Gannon will be back for what it's worth. I don't think he gets a job this offseason. He's too young, and I think there's no. I do. I agree with you. There's a good. There's a good re- there, for a good reason. Um, I do think. Uh, I, I do think defensive head coaches get discriminated against in the NFL. Not discriminated, but like, like you know what I mean? People don't yeah, hire they, defensive head coaches. Want a, but like, it makes sense, right? Todd because like, like when you have a defensive-minded head coach, your offensive coordinator is calling plays. Keeps, yeah, and, and you can't, coach, right? You like, keep you losing can't, your offensive right, coordinator. You can't block that guy from getting a head coaching job. So like, it, it only works if your guy is you know, a, a special, special, you know, wonder boy. Like, you know, if you want to use Bill Belichick as an example, like it, it's the only one that makes sense, right? The chargers are going to have that problem. If their offense, if their offense starts playing Not like Joe well, Lombardi, they aren't right. If their offense yeah, starts playing well, yeah, an interview. The, the point is like, he's gone. If their offense well, is good, the, the second they have a good competent offense, like he's gone. It just does like, like you're going to have to find a new one. That's what happens everywhere. I haven't, you know, with this thing, Kyle Shanahan that happened with him. Um, like it's gonna happen with Mike McDaniel, even though he doesn't call plays in San Francisco. Mike Lafleur, yeah, uh, Mike Lafleur with Robert Sellett. How long yeah. is he gonna last? Brian Dable, he he's been there for a few years. Dable's gone. Dable's gone this offseason. He's gone. Dable's this gone. Matt Nagy was gone. You might Doug see Peterson Dable go to Jacksonville. That's my guess. Um, Byron Leftwich is gonna be gone. Like if Leftwich is definitely gone. You can't keep. You, mm-hmm. you, you we say he's up the enemy. I'm not positive on Leftwich. You can't keep cycling through offensive coordinators because you can't keep finding guys who are good offensive coordinators. That's really hard. Some right. teams can't find one in general, so finding multiple good ones, right? It's hard. All the I mean, look, like that that, that that sunk Doug Peterson. He was calling plays, but without Reich, like he did a he had a poor relationship with his next offensive coordinator. They didn't have a good collaborative mindset. We even have like, freaking offensive coordinators. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, my so that was thing, my that was my, my only thing, thing again. I think like the just like the discourse about him like getting head coaching offers like. Before, like, the last, like, 36 hours was, like, other guys on defense were not getting them. 
And I think it was like, this is weird. Like Raheem Morris not getting one until like today. That's weird. And then like D'Amico Ryan's only getting one, even his first year. It's kind of like people, I think, looking at it like, why Gannon? And then, you know, people, there's a discrepancy between coaching hires. So I think that's why people had like a, a very large discourse about why is Gannon getting this job. But it's about who you know. And it's Denver and Minnesota, they know him. That's why he's getting these opportunities. Like the Giants aren't going to do it because the Giants don't know him. Like who else has a job? The can't even think of these job openings anymore. The, the Dolphins aren't going to interview Gannon because they don't know Gannon. There's getting head coaching jobs by connections. Like in the article Nader, me and you read the other day, Frank Reich's talking about Nick Sirianni being his offensive coordinator in the year 28, like in like 20 to 17. And when he yeah. was like head coaching opportunities could be on his plate, he was talking about Nick Sirianni and he was right. the receiver coach in LA. Yeah, so that's it's like, right. It's all about connections and whatever. All right, so let's keep let's keep this train moving. I want to talk about the offense in general and then get to Hertz, and we'll, we'll use the Hertz combo to segue into the offseason talk that we want to have. On the offense generally, I think they did a good job trying to sprinkle in uh, sprinkle in unique running plays. I think what you saw was a lot of, like, uh, honestly, 2018 Ravens-level uh, inclusion of Hertz in the run game. It didn't work. But the schemes were unique. They were more creative. They were sort of what I was asking for. The problem is they weren't working, and they weren't working because the Bucks sort of predictably were just completely selling out to stop the run. And when that's happening, you got to adjust. And the adjustment you got to make is forcing Hertz to throw. And we'll get to Hertz in a second. But overall, from the offense, I think Sirianni got completely outclassed by Todd Bowles, which is fine. It's not surprising. You have a you don't you don't have a, that good of a quarterback, and it's his first start. And and Todd Bowles is like. The Cobble's best the best defensive best, coordinator yeah. of like right. the last, like, you know, one of the best of like the era, like him and, and Bangio, like and the, the best Bucks, of the era. And the Bucks' defensive personnel is elite. They have the best front seven in the league. Like, it's not surprising you got worked, but you got worked. I mean, let's call it for what it is. Like, they had a poor, poor game. I don't know if I have many thoughts generally on Sirianni and the offense outside of, oh, I do have two. One uh, is that Devontae and Goddard are absolutely elite. I mean, yeah. these two guys are top tier NFL receiving talents. On the interception, the first Hertz interception, uh, Devontae cooked the corner. I mean, completely cooked. If Hertz, if the pocket is clean, that's a touchdown. And, and I know Hertz didn't make a good throw and like the interception. I don't know if what you guys saw on that play, but if the pocket is clean and he's not flushed out to his left, that's a touchdown. Yeah, so that's I agree. number one. Probably, number two yeah. is that this Goddard drop problem is getting to be really annoying. Um, it's like one that, a game, like, but it's like a, it's, 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 a, it's, it's one game. It's a brutal it's like a one. Game. It's an important, yeah. It's outrageous. I, I don't know why he keeps doing this. So hopefully that's one that he cleans up in the off season. But like, that's really all I it. thought. That's really all I thought about the offense. Like they did a good job trying to be creative. They got beat by better personnel and they didn't really adjust in time. And when they adjusted, the quarterback wasn't able to make the throws. And like, and they just sucked. Hertz outside of good. Hertz, outside of Hertz, which we can get to in a second. Like, uh, that's really all I had to say. Like, it's it's good that they have they got this experience, and ideally, you know, Sirianni continues to evolve. But eventually, like, you uh, made the playoffs. That's all we should be happy about. No one expected this, right? I mean, Bol- like Bol's people are complaining. You want to go? You want me to go? I have some baby offensive days. So Bowles basically said, "You're gonna re- if you're gonna win today, you're throwing at us," and that was it. They, I mean, they stacked the box to an insane amount, like. The first, I think like that's the third and two on their first drive. How like everybody was at the box. Nobody was even worried about the deep ball or like a pass on that play. Like, and then like, yeah, you see the personnel's better. Devin White is a freak. 
Vitavea was taking lunch money like all day. Like again, we we talked about in the pregame, the pregame pod. Like the worry is that Vitavea is going to body Jason Kelsey, and he, he did because you know he's a freak. Malata and Johnson did a pretty good job blocking, but like they they didn't worry like. They stopped the run, not doing like just stack the box. They didn't worry about the pass. That was it. It was very, it was it wasn't complex. It wasn't a very complex scheme. But the one thing they did really good was they really. I don't think Hertz rolled right at all. They did not give him any avenue to roll to his right as a passer. It was completely blocked up. Yeah, look, that's a weakness they saw in film clearly, and they did a good job exploiting it. Um, I don't really. It's tough to talk about that's the offense for me without on, talking like, regular about regular offense. Hertz. You know? Yeah, like I don't really oh. like whatever. Rager. Let's yeah. Not, let's briefly oh, actually, touch no, on Quez Watkins actually made a Quez Watkins. Was actually he's good. A pretty good Quez player. is good. Quez is good. Bonafide wide receiver three. He was actually he was open a lot. Yeah, there he's was a good. Lot of passes to him he, that he was open. He almost just, caused an interception. He almost caused an interception, uh, and and doing the same shit that people jump on Jalen Rager for, which was uh, slow he, down he, to the top. He of the cut route. that route off for some reason, thinking the ball Banana was going to get to him. Which, by the way, like. Guys cutting routes off early and jogging through routes when they're late in the progression. Honestly, it tells me a lot about the quarterback. Like, if you're Rager and you're fourth in the progression, you know Hertz is not getting to you. Like, it's not – you should be sprinting especially the route, Especially if obviously. you're on the weak side of the – if you're especially right? if you're on that yeah. left side and the weak yeah. side of the formation, you're not getting the ball. Like, like, on like the, on you're so, obviously, you sprinted out because that's – like, the way these routes work is they create space for one another. But it's not surprising that guys at the end of the progression aren't putting in – whatever. That's a, that's a tangent. The point is, Quez, I think he's a good, good player. Uh, yeah. We can talk about Rager quickly. I don't know. Talk about he sucks. I put this on my Instagram. Like he's he's clearly not. He doesn't have it. I think the market is too big for him. Like this guy's retweeting Chad Johnson on his Twitter. (laughs) He's turning off comments on Instagram. He's going dark on social media. He's having a tough time as a young person who's struggling in the NFL, dealing with what is pretty intense fan backlash from being a first round pick. It's the first I, time I not being good, you know? Yeah, good no, it is. No, player, seriously, good right? Like college player. And look, it's even like if, the first if the time Eagles don't take good. him, if the Eagles don't take him, he goes early second round, right? That, that's just not really a difference. Like he's, it, it's, it, they, they reached taking him over Jefferson, but they didn't reach taking him like four rounds early. Like the dude was, a, was a good player in college. And like, at the end of the day, I, I don't really have, you know, I, I'm much older. I'm, I'm much older than I am than I was when I was yelling at Nelson Aguilar in like 2015. Like I, I don't have that much anger in my heart or passion in my heart anymore to, to be to be like angry at Jalen Rager for soft. like. No, nah, maybe, but like what? What? What good why? do I what is do? The like, reason, what is the reason? Like, why am I yelling reason? at Jalen Rager? Like he's trying. It's not like he's <laughs> like like the dude wants to be good. It's like he's got. Yeah, some, he's not actively trying to be a. He's not like team. muffing. He's like not muffing punts on purpose. Like it's fine, bro. Like he shouldn't have been back there returning the punt, and he didn't do a good job. It's all right. Like there should be accountability, but it's not on me to yell at the dude. I feel bad for him. I really do. And like it's clear that he doesn't have the ability to handle the market here. So. You know, it's fine. It's not a huge deal. It was a bad pick from Howie. You know, just it's like it messed. It didn't work. Just move on. Just send him somewhere if you can, and you know, call it a day. I think this offseason, there's a high probability that they do one of these swaps where they send him out and they get back for a bust. DJ Henderson. Like a, you know what I can honestly kind of see? Like, what if they just like swap him and like Levishka Chenault and just call it a day? Chenault. I I think Henderson. Henderson sucks. No, CJ Henderson. He's in pay. He just got traded for. He just got traded in Carolina. Well, Henderson was traded with a fifth round, fifth round pick for tight end Dan Arnold and a third. And a third, pick. yeah. 
All right, that's, so that's a terrible. That's a terrible return for a first round pick, a top ten pick. No, I mean like but he's you know, been a boss. You know he's been a boss. We're talking but... about we're talking about like a Dennis Kelly for a DGB type trade. Yeah, or like boss for boss. No, you're totally right. You want a boss for boss type deal. I think that's the only way he's not here this year because because they're not going to take a significant cap hit just to cut him. There's no point. Just bury him on the depth chart. It's fine. I mean, it's like not a huge deal. Whatever. They did it with Andre. Like Andre Dillard's playing backup left tackle. Like that's a first round pick playing backup left tackle. Like it's I fine. I also feel bad for Andre. I kind of hope they do. I hope they trade him just because he probably deserves a shot to play. He's done a good job of settling into a, a backup role and and a, and a more interesting role than like I thought he would be pretty pissed off not starting for some reason. Like I Much thought more he would mature player. You yeah, know, he's when definitely he, when he spoke definitely. in the summer. It was like okay, definitely. like look at this guy. He figured it out, even though this situation sucks for him. But I, I hope they trade 100%. him because I will. I just want him to get a shot, and I want them to trade Rager so he can just get a shot elsewhere. Like whatever. I don't want to see players fail. I don't want to see people be bad, have like terrible careers. Yeah. All right. But, so that's all, honestly, I think it's time to move on to Hertz. Um, yeah. And, and and we can segue this conversation into what what figures to be uh, a pretty much a you know this basically defines the entire offseason is what they do at quarterback. Um, we'll get to the stay or go. We'll talk about the roster, the money that they have in free agency. But ultimately, this offseason is going to be defined by what they decide to do at quarterback. So, you know, in a different draft class, in a different year where the class is stronger at the top, you would imagine that the Eagles would trade their assets, move up in the draft, go get a quarterback they fall in love with. Right? Last year, it was rumored that they really liked Zach Wilson. His struggles this year, I get it's the Jets. But his struggles this year should probably give them a little bit of pause and how well they're evaluating quarterbacks. But nonetheless, uh, if there was a guy, if this draft class was stronger, I would imagine the Eagles would be in position to trade up for a rookie. The fact of the matter is this is a very weak draft class at quarterback. Quarterbacks are probably not going in the top five. We have no idea how people are even going to shake out the top five quarterbacks and where they go in the first round. Odds are, if you're looking at this class and you're the Eagles, you might decide that none of these guys are can't-miss prospects. There might be a few guys worth taking a shot on, but if you already have Hurts in the building and you think he has some upside based on his work ethic, his leadership ability, his ability to improve, and he did improve this year, if you see something there and you don't think this class is that strong, I think Hurts is probably back. In my eyes, I think me and Jay talked about this earlier, but there's like a 75% chance he's back. 15% 15% chance they fall in love with a rookie and a 10% chance they, they just burn this ship and say, we want a veteran. But I'm curious to see what you guys think. I think there's just, I don't think I, I saw a good tweet today from uh not mad Ben. I think he changed his username, but that's who I think it was. slippy Ben now. Slippy Ben, uh, who basically said that like, I, he disagrees with the notion that hurts earned the job for next year, which I, I think is true. He, he was a poor, all, he never showed any sort of special ability to throw the ball. He was a fine game manager for a good portion of the year. He was elite with his legs. He did a good job limiting turnovers for most of the year, uh, at least as interceptions go, but he didn't earn the job by showing flashes of a franchise guy. But I think it's definitely the case that he did enough to maintain his grasp on the starting job given how limited the Eagles options seem at, at quarterback this offseason. So, you know, we can talk about the veteran guys in a second, but I'm curious to see what you guys think, especially I think we're all in agreement that this quarterback class in, in the draft sucks. Terrible. I'm not hey, taking any of these guys over hurts. Jay, Jay's going to argue so, with us for a second, but no, cause I just, cause no, cause no, cause listen, listen, I like, I think this year taught us most of all that, like 
where a quarterback goes is probably more like equally as important to like who they are. Like anybody who went to Chicago was going to suck. And anyone who went to Jacksonville was going to suck. And anyone who went to New- and um, the Jets were going to suck. But if you went to New England, you're probably going to be pretty okay. Like, I don't think Mac Jones is very good. I'm not a, I'm not a Mac Jones believer. I think he's pretty bad. You know, not bad. That's he's fine. Like I, I, I would say he's like Tua. He's in like the same boat as Tua. Like, not Tua very good. Stinks. They're young, but they're not very good. Kind Tua of Tua is is really bad. So like with like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I don't think Hertz did enough to just say he's the star. Like unopposed. No, I agree with that. Not, not unopposed, but like, I think you. Sh- I like what I said to you when you like sent in that tweet. Was I think. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good take. I but I also think they should do as much homework as possible on the availability of other quarterbacks, whether that be the draft or the veterans that we'll talk about. Like, right? And I think they will. For I, what it's worth, ranking I, I, quarterbacks in the draft, I would say, is a subjective. It's very subjective on team. It's just how you feel about a guy. Like group, like the, the stop groups. The NFL has to stop group thinking because like that's how bad head coaches get hired, and like that's how bad players get signed and bad. It group think is probably like terrible for the nfl and that usually happens with prospects where like everyone's like oh this guy has to be good and they're not very good conventional wisdom says this guy would be good but sometimes it, it doesn't work that way like like jared goff was supposed to be really good and he's not very good at all and carson wentz was its number two overall pick and he fizzled out so it's like i don't know i, I they should just take a look i don't i don't know if any of these quarterbacks are franchise quarterbacks nobody knows nobody knows if lawrence will turn it around like he should you think he would right but you don't know. I'd assume so. so. But yeah, just just take a look at them. If you don't like them, you don't like them. You, 2023, we'll figure it out then. But I, And then how far along do you think you are as a franchise to trade first-round picks for a veteran? If you think you're close, I don't think you're necessarily that close. I wouldn't trade three first-round picks for Russell Wilson. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it. I would trade two. I would do two. Would I trade two first-round picks for Derek Carr? No. No. Would I do a one and a three? I would probably do a one and a three. No. Cousins, I'm not trading for. The problem with Derek Carr is you're going to get a lot of cap. It's in the sense well, you of you signed to extension. So, yeah. So, like, generally speaking, I think the most likely scenario is that they go with Hertz. But the there is, like, the past, like, the back of your mind scenario where they're just like, yeah, we don't want to. You know, where they're just like, if you don't – so, if you don't think Hertz has anything let like – if you think you know everything about him and there's nothing to go off of, like nothing to build off of, do you just do it anyway? Because you might just have to, right? Like you might just have to do it, even if you think he ain't it, he is not the guy, we know it. But then the rookies are not the guy and you can't get the veterans. So you're kind of stuck, right? Like it's a, it's a pretty crappy position to be in. But if I don't think they're going to say that yet. I don't think they're going to say we know the book on Hertz, but there is... One statistic, I guess, that um, Zach Berman brought up in his article yesterday. I'll read it out to you. Hurst played five games this season against opponents that rank in the top half of the league in defensive DVOA, Nader's favorite statistic. His passing production in those five games was 82 of 153, which is a 53.6 completion percentage for 908 yards, which equals out to about 181.6 yards per game two touchdowns and four picks. So your worry is what we've talked about the entire time. Ken Hurts pass against good teams when he can't run. 
And I mean, like he probably played a good amount of those teams earlier on in the year, but for the very end of the analytical Eagles, I feel like they're going to look at that number and be like, that's kind of discouraging. Uh, I have one quick, quick aside on DVOA. I, I, I love DVOA. It's a great statistic. I like it even more because the Cowboys were number one in DVOA, which to me, you can either look at that and say, well, DVOA is a deeply flawed statistic, or you can look at it and say, this was a really elite team who has a history of choking and they choked, Um, which is funnier to me. Uh, So it did help the Cowboys lost. Mike McCarthy's very stupid. We don't have to get into that now, but I think Jay, you're right. Like, like I, the, the one thing he couldn't do. So if he, like we talked about it before, it was like, he's going to be like, you can pencil it in pretty deep that he's going to be the starter in 2022 before Sunday. Yeah. All he had to do was look similar. He just couldn't completely bomb it. And he, yeah, he bombed. bombed it. He bombed. And <laughs> so look, it was a hard you, test, right? You, you it was a hard test. The door. Yeah. It was a hard, hard test. It was Todd Bowles. Like we probably overreacted it, to how shoot in he was to that job. But is it a bench is it a benchmark game? Is what I'm saying. Is that a game where you said, <laughs> Well, we were we thought he could be, and we thought, okay, if he does good this game, we're we're we're, we're kind of getting there. And then it was right. oh no. Well, <laughs> well, here's what I'll say, right? Like ultimately the way you got to look at this is is basically through the lens of like how the Eagles will look at it, which is which is not any of this in a vacuum, right? Their goal, if you're the Eagles, your your goal is very clear. They would tell you this if you asked them. Your goal is to find a quarterback who, like Zach Berman, actually not just in the article but in the podcast, he said that he he framed it this way. He said you're looking for a quarterback that gives you a market advantage in the playoffs. And right now, there's like five or six of those still alive: Rodgers, Josh Allen, Mahomes. Burrow and Brady. You know, Brady, obviously. And like, that's it. Like you don't want to be the team going into the playoffs with Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't want to be the team going in with Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford. These guys are not, you could win Super Bowls with them. That's not what I'm saying. It's possible, but they're not guys that you look for and say, these are the guys that we want to build our franchise around. Those are guys that you bring in and say, our roster is elite and we need somebody to manage the game. So the Eagles are going to look at this and they're going to say, we want, presumably, look, I, I think this is what they, they, they're thinking. I think they're thinking we want an elite talent who will be here for 10, 15 years. We thought we had that in Wentz. We didn't. Now we have to find one, right? Not only that, we have to find their backup. That's whatever. Hertz, to me, has not shown anything to suggest he has the ability of somebody like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, uh, who, he does the names. No, name? Aaron, like, he's not. He's not that caliber of player, right? His upside is probably uh, Kyler Murray, who wilted in the playoffs the other night. Lamar Jackson, who was injured this year. These are good elite quarterbacks that you would be happy to have, but they're not Patrick Mahomes. So, if you're thinking, if you're the Eagles, and you're thinking we ne- absolutely need one of those guys, we we have to do everything we can to find one of those guys. Then fine, this guy's probably not your guy, and you look for finding one of those guys. That depends semi on your evaluation of Hertz and your evaluation of how you get one of those guys. To me, it's not possible to get one of those guys this offseason. We're talking about Derek Carr. We can talk about, excuse me, Kirk Cousins. You can talk about other veterans that might become available, Marcus Mariota, any of the rookies. I don't think any of those guys the Eagles look at and say, these are guys who can be our version of Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. So as a result, I don't think they're going to pursue any of them. They might give them a better chance at winning next year. But to me, that to the Eagles sort of say, like, we don't care about that right now. We want to – Hurts gives them flexibility because he's on a rookie deal. 
and he knows the system and he's competent enough that they can make the playoffs with him and maintain competitiveness and get to evaluate him on a big stage. I think they go into this offseason trying to find somebody that they think is a special talented quarterback, whether that's in the draft or in the trade market with Russell Wilson or Rodgers or somebody. If the price is right and they feel like their confidence level in those guys is high and they don't think they're overpaying, I think they go get them. I'm betting that either it's going to be too expensive for them to get Wilson or Rogers, or, you know, they, they flat out won't want to, I don't think Rogers or Deshaun Watson wants a cup here. Forget Watson's, you know, I mean, like he, he's got a whole other situation, but I don't think either of them want to come here. I think those guys will be too expensive. I don't think the Eagles will fall in love with any of the rookies. And I think by default, that means they're just going to bring back the guy who took them to nine wins, three games over their over under and made the playoffs and they'll be fine with it for a year and try to kick the can down the road, roll some of their assets down to 2023 and see if they can, you know, make an aggressive play for a Bryce Young in next year's draft or any kind of elite talent next in next year's draft, sell the farm to find one of those guys. Uh, especially looking, looking like Jacksonville might be top of the, you know, these guys like teams might, it's not me and Jay talked about this, but like, it's clear you need a trading partner and most people won't want to trade out of the first pick. If they, if they have need a quarterback, they're going to take a quarterback, but it's not always a guarantee that whoever gets the first pick is going to need a quarterback. So I think that's what they do. I don't know if you guys have, have different takes, but I don't think Hertz is the guy, but I don't think they have an option this offseason or at least I think they're, they're going to give him 2022 because chances are you're not getting Russell Wilson, Deshaun yeah. Watson, Fran Rogers. So the smart thing would be to give Hertz another year. You made the playoffs with them. So clearly he can do some things, right? Obviously there's a lot to improve on, like, you know, his accuracy, putting a little on their strength under the ball. If there's a few balls that would have been easy completions, if you could just put a little firepower under it, but I think it's going to be Hertz 2022 as of right now, unless something like, I don't, I know they love Russ, but there's just no thought in my mind where you say like Daniel Jeremiah, I think suggested it was three first round picks and a second round pick in 2023. Like that's way too much for Russell Wilson. Love Russell Wilson. Think he'd be a great quarterback here, but I'm not giving three first and a seconds for him. Sorry. Not happening. And I don't think the Eagles are under any illusion that their roster is good enough right now to compete for a Super Bowl. I think if you're trading for Russell Wilson, you, you think he has five to 10 years of elite quarterback yeah. play left. Right? And you have three first round picks. You have many holes. You don't have a safety, a good safety under contract for next year right now. Uh, you barely have any under contract. Yeah. Yeah. You have like Kavon Wallace. Would you do two, two, two ones and two twos? No. For Wilson? No. I'm not So I'm saying, so we'll say a one, two ones this year. A two this year and a two next year. Would you do no. that? No. no. I would do that one. I wouldn't do that. You have so much more. You still have a first-round pick, but you still have holes. I'd rather spend. I, yeah, but yeah. if you think. If I'm you not think against that. Five, Listen, I'm, if, I'm not if against that. five to eight years, we've got five to eight years to build. I don't, I don't know if there's five to eight years left in Russell. How old's Russ? Like 34? He's old. I mean, like, he he he, he was drafted He just turned 34 years old. He just yeah. turned 34 years old this 34. year. 34. So, right, so, like, you'd rather got, have. No, he's he's 33. I bet so, he just turned 33. Yeah, he just turned 23. So, so, so you've got, I think you've got what, five years of top 10 quarterback play out of, out of Russell Wilson. That's also without injuries and stuff. Russ does have True. a tendency to get injury. True. Right. So I don't know. I, if they made that deal, I wouldn't be Realistically, upset. right now, I would rather have off the top of my head Ojabo, Linderbaum, and Nicole Dean over Russell Wilson. Jay, I, I, I mean, yeah. I'm not anti. I'm not anti that trade. I just think it's like, I won't be terribly mad about it, but I wouldn't. Be, no, no. I don't, you know, I just don't think, I don't think the roster is you know? good enough. I don't think the roster is good enough. I'm I agree. Anti- I think there's more holes than just quarterback. Yeah. 
I'm not anti-trade. I'm not anti-Hurst. I'm not anti-rookie. I'm anti-rookie. The only thing I'm anti is anti-rookie. I think I'm pretty pretty anti-rookie as well. I I, I don't think it's like the thing is. Although Coral's got some swag. If it's un, I think it's unfair to write the book on Hurts and say this is who he is. I think that's unfair. In the same boat, I think it's unfair to say, well, these guys can't be that good. Well, like, the difference here is Hurts, you don't spend a first round pick on Hurts. There's other guys available. Well, yo, I mean, like, okay, let's also, so, let, let's, let's get into Hurts for a second, right? Like, we can talk about this. I, I don't think it's, are, are, do any of us disagree that this guy, like, I don't think his upside is that high. Like, no, neither do I. It really comes down to, like, do you think, if you think Hurts has a, a talented arm, like if he has any just sort legs. of like high the reason like, the NFL is like, legs. like the only way his his ceiling is top 10 quarterback is if he has any arm talent because like I think he can get better at reading defenses staying in the pocket playing out of structure taking what the defense gets. all these things I think he will get better at like like the missed the missed throw to Quez Watkins that Ben Solak did a good job like like he bails on the pocket too frequently he gets very he gets jittery legs he relies too heavily on his ability to make plays outside the pocket instead of just sitting there and throwing the missed play on third down to Quez that sh- it wouldn't have been a touchdown but should have been a big gain i think he can improve to see that play in real time and make and 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 decide to make the throw i don't think his arm is talented enough to make that throw consistently which is like all of it comes that he can. He, I think he's going to improve. I think he'll be better next year. I just don't think he's talented enough as a passer to be better than, like, to get even to get to the level that Lamar and Kyler Murray are at. I don't think he's talented enough as a passer. If he is, so like, yeah, then you let him. Then you give him time. I mean, like, then you give him time. I just don't think he's like. I don't. That's so why I don't. He's like stuck. He's stuck in a pond. Like you can only grow as your environment aids you to. Like Justin Herbert is a whale in an ocean and you know hurts is a fish in a pond he can grow and he can get better but he can only get better in like a vacuum how much better can he get and are they willing to wait that long is my question how much patience no, do you they don't have? wait that long you wait I, I a think year and if he's not good next year so you so, so, yeah. so that's what i'm saying with the rookies is you can you don't have to believe that they're going to be elite franchise quarterbacks, and maybe you shouldn't take one unless you think this guy's going to be top five. Like that's what I think. I think it's not worth. I taking don't. One unless yeah, it's there's like basically it's a completely. You're, like said, you're probably like, looking at two quarterbacks going before fifteen. Would I be wrong? Most likely, I would say Pickett and Corral will go before fifteen. Well, I yeah. mean, I just, I just, by the way, I just got a push notification that the Jets want to p- trade out of their second first top top ten pick. Um, so like, if you want, and they pick nine, right? Yeah, they pick ten. Yeah. They pick ten. No, right? they, if, yeah, they pick ten. They pick ten. Like if you if you fall in love with Kenny Pickett, you could get from fifteen to ten and take him, or like you I mean, can Pickett's get from, from like, swag. Unless you think he's gone by that that point, but like if if any of these guys are falling a little bit, it, it shouldn't be that hard. Well, I mean, to get if you get a quarterback, to... would you think that? What do you think a team like Pittsburgh gets you for Hurts? Third. Two. You think you get a two for Hurts? I think you. Get I a... think you can. Two or I think three, you get yeah. a, a two or a three from New Orleans. I mean, it would be a late two, so Carolina. maybe. Yeah, I mean, look, Carolina they spent a two, weird. right? They spent a two, and their calculus was that he wouldn't have lasted to the end of the third. So, which was like a hundredth pick. It was like the and, and by the way, he has shown, for what it's worth, of the expected value of a second round quarterback, he's shown probably like seventy fifth percentile outcome so far, if yeah. not higher. So, like, if if you're a team that had Hurts as an early third rounder, you're willing to give up a second on him. At least you should be. I mean, two in years the, of the rookie yeah, deal is in theory. Like, in theory, like in theory, the guy's shown enough to say, like, "Hey, 
we think we can get like, yeah, you give up an early third, late second. If you, if you believed him in as a prospect to begin with, if you didn't, you don't trade from at all. So like, so that factors in the calculation too, right? Like if, if you think like it, if you have to trade from 10, 15 to 10 to go get Matt Corral and you know, you have to give up a third round pick to get from 15 to 10, and then you can recoup that value just by trading Hertz. Then like, that's fine. Then, then, then it's fine that you trade it up for Matt. Then as you're spending one first round pick on a rookie, if you really, my problem is you're going to burn next year on a rookie quarterback. He's probably not going to be a special talent. So unless he's a special talent, it's not really, I don't get, all, I just don't get the point. Cause then you have to wait two years to really evaluate him. two years in the you're, offense. You're starting you're, over. You're really starting over anyway, because okay. You play hurts. I don't think unless he gets much better, I don't think they're a playoff team next year. I don't know if that's a hot take or bold. I don't think they make the playoffs unless he takes a jump because they play they play better teams. Then you're just starting over in 2023 with a guy you perceive has more talent. But and my one thing that I'm really upset about is the fact that you might not – in 2023, how long will it take for you to get Devontae Smith a consistently good quarterback? Because you might waste his rookie contract. I, that's fine with me. I, I don't. I, here's I don't an issue. Really... Here's an issue I have with the offense. Devontae Smith had like had 66 catches. Jalen Waddle had 40 more targets than Smith had catches. Devontae Smith should that's, be getting. Listen, this is a and that and this and you cannot and I and then my issue. I said it before. Your biggest young asset is that receiver, and you have an offense that does not revolve around passing in the football. And like, here's before you go, Nader. My last thing is the human point of the owner who likes passing the football. The owner loves to pass the football. The owner wants to pass the football. Obviously, you should not take one game or five games and say that's enough. You shouldn't do that. And, and one game shouldn't change your perspective on a player. But it does. It does. That stuff does happen in NFL evaluations because these guys aren't robots. They're humans, and they have human feelings toward situations like that, that they might value. The Eagles might value this week, this playoff game against the Buccaneers, way more than the Week 17 game against Washington. He played better in Washington, but they wanted his, but he didn't against Tampa Bay. I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't sit in that room. I can't tell you. So I, like, well, the, my rationale behind they could take a rookie is just – one, they want to pass the ball more. They don't think Hurts can do it now. And that they're just, like, done. Like, they don't – like, if you just don't think he can do it, like, you obviously have to like a quarterback. Like, if they like what if they like Desmond Ritter and he's there at 15, you know? Like, is he going to be elite? I don't know. Could it be Tannehill? Probably. Could it be, like, you know, in that range? Is that good enough for them? I don't know. It's just, there's too many, I don't know. There's too many what ifs. Like consensus should be go with Hertz and draft in 2023. But like, I feel like the door is like pretty wide open for what could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Max. <laughs> I mean, I pretty much said what I need to say, but just like Hertz, I think we're all in agreement. Most likely outcomes Hertz is the start of 2022. Yes. Like as much as we might not like, and I don't, I'm not opposed to hurt start next year, assuming he makes these improvements. I wouldn't mind the Eagles adding another wide receiver. that's not Jalen Rager as his number two. 
And hopefully Sirianni in the offense and Hurts especially realizes, you know, Devontae Smith's open 95% of the plays, throwing the freaking ball. So, I yeah, that's all I have to say on this situation. I pass more, too. I think if Hurts is back anyway, like, I think the run-pass ratio is not going to look like what it does. Like, they're not going to have a game where they rush 30 times and he passes 14 times. Like, that might never happen again. Yeah, listen, like, I, I don't know whether – Devonte's lack of involvement is on Sirianni or Hertz. I would imagine it's a combination of both. Um, I I just like I, I don't I'm not as concerned as you are Jay about wasting his he's you got you got four more years if you include the fifth year option. Plus, you're obviously going to extend him. Like I don't mind paying well, it's not top a huge dollar. Worry. It's just an annoyance where it's like you don't you're not like it's just a it's. Yeah, I mean, look, I th- I think it's that's just the reality of like, asset. I, I I agree. I think that's just like that's a side effect of having to 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 trade Wentz is like you, you're taking a good player and your quarterback's position's unsettled. Like, that's all right. Like it doesn't matter. So can like, we wait? Here's the one thing I we didn't I didn't mention. Do you, so do we basically agree that whether it's a one year or two year, Hertz is just this is just the bridge from Carson to the next guy. Like that's all. I mean, this, unless like, he comes out, period is. Un- unless he comes out next year and is and is prese- like showing off elite arm talents, then yeah, I, I don't I don't foresee him being here. Jay, you and I put the odds at seventy five percent chance that Hertz starts twenty twenty two, and twenty twenty five percent that he starts twenty twenty three, and I think that twenty twenty three numbers dropped a little bit, probably down to fifteen percent, like ten. I'm not, I'm yeah, not, I'm not like ten. I don't think it's a high percentage at all. I think the only way he's back in twenty three is if you have a difficult time is if he markedly improves as a passer you make the playoffs again he shows promise in the playoff game and you have a difficult time getting one of the top tier quarterbacks it's a lot of this right it's a lot of and that starts with him it starts with him and and like i think he's a guy that'll improve every year he's got the right work ethic he's got the right leadership skills the guys in the locker room believe in him he's he's a he's a hard worker I don't, I just don't know if he has the arm talent yet. And like, we'll see and and we'll see how it all plays out. Like ultimately, you know, I I don't, I think they'll be all right. Like they with this position specifically as Max signs off, uh, they care a lot about making sure they get it really right. And, and making sure they nail an elite player that I'm not too concerned. Like they're taking, I would imagine they take the Daryl Morey approach to finding a quarterback, which is you wait, you kill time, you do whatever you need to do. As long as you end up with an elite quarterback that extends your window, you're fine burning time in the short term, especially with a guy that has some upside. It's a little bit different than the Sixers scenario, but if the guy has some upside, you're fine killing time in the short term and, and, you know, having a bridge quarterback until you can find that elite guy, because that elite guy is so valuable to you. Yeah. I mean, before we sign off, like, yeah, I guess the only like all, all of our scenarios are like if then but type scenarios. Yep. Nothing really starts like a concrete theory until we just know what the Eagles feel like. And we'll get and a little the, bit of that when Howie talks later this week. And the two guys who are most important, like your DeLorean and Roseman, those are the guys that matter the most in terms of decision making. All right, Jay. Know, l- yeah. L- let's do a quick stay or go on the free agents. Oh, let's go. All right, I'm I'm taking this from over the cap and I'm sorting this by percent of snaps played in 2022 and 2021. Number one, Steven Nelson. Go, he gets a pretty solid another like a pretty solid contract elsewhere. 
if he does, he's definitely a go. I would want to keep him around, but only if he's willing to sign like a. Like a Honestly, no. Another... You know what? I, I don't want him. I don't want him. I, 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 want, I want a rookie there. Deal. I want I a rookie another... there. I would do another one-year deal, but I, think I don't he's think he's going to get opportunities. Sense, I yeah. I, he's going to get opportunities to start, and I don't think they're going to want to hand him a starting job. I want I want a rookie, a top, you know, a lead, a top, a first round rookie opposite Darius Slay. So that's Steven Nelson. Anthony Harris. Go. I agree. I think if they bring a safety back, it'll be McLeod. Alex Singleton is an RFA. He'll be back. I'm gonna say stay. Derek Barnett, we've talked about this a little bit. Um, he's weird. I could totally see him signing like a one year seven million dollar extension just because like they don't have a lot of defensive end, but yep, I think they're done. I, think I would do done with him. I would do the one year deal. I would not give him a big contract, and I would be totally fine if he left. I am definitely. I'm gonna say go. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. Go. I think they're just done with this. Just kind of done with Derek Barnett, like as they should be. Was, it's fine. It's fine. He was a fine you got, pick. You got you got five years out of him. Whatever. Uh, and I mean, it'll force them to to replenish the defensive end talent, which is important. They should so. take two ends and maybe yep. they should take the an end and rounds. sign. Yeah. Yep. Or, or or sign a guy. Yeah. All right. That's DB. Rodney McLeod. I think he's back. I'm going to say stay. I mean, I don't think he's starting. I think he's back in a reserve kind of role. I think he starts and, and they address corner and defensive end and linebacker before they address safety. Then we have Nasty Nate Herbig is an RFA, so he'll be back. I think he's back. Who else? I mean, who else really, really, really want him? No, I, 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 I don't mind Nasty Nate. He, he, like, he had a good season. He's a restricted no, free no, agent. I, I want him back. I just don't know like who outside the organization would be like rushing to sign him. Like maybe I mean, look, he, st- he, he played pretty well in, in the 10 games he started this year or yeah. however many games. He's started. fine. He's fine. He's fine for what he is. He's a really good kind of like power running guard. He can yeah. pass block sometimes. He's like, a, he's a good depth guard. You should keep him. The next guy you and I love Hassan Ridgeway. I, why would you not keep Hassan Ridgeway? He's, he's, in, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Great as, depth piece. As a but fourth you know defensive what? tackle. I, my 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 big props. I'm gonna say like real quick, Milton Williams. Oh yeah, what a, what baller. a player, baller. What a player. The the guy on a uh, Twitter sk uh, underscore something. Uh, he keeps calling him Milton Shake Williams. Obviously, a play on Shake Milton of the Eagle of the Sixers. I love it, Milton Shake Williams. Awesome, awesome pick. They did a great job. Tom Donahoe punching air. Uh, Dak Prescott apologized for saying he was happy that fans threw stuff at the officials, which is funny. Uh, all right. Hassan Ridgeway. The next guy I think is super interesting. Jannard Avery. Keeping Jannard Avery. I didn't I think I was going to say that when the I like started. him. I like him back, too. I feel like he's fine. And, and, well, you trained a fourth-round pick for him, blah, blah, blah. I feel like I, I care less about day three picks now than I did when they actually did the trade. Like day three picks. Fourth was stupid, but but yeah, it's fourth right. where where it landed was stupid. But you know, you should bring him back because if he's a depth, if he's a, if he's he a depth fine. player, depth, depth pass rusher, they should use him more depth. as a pass rusher. Depth. Though, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. Like they like I know Kerrigan played well, and part of that was that Tristan Wirfs was on one ankle, and the backup sucks. But like Kerrigan was awful all year. I, I wanted to see a lot more Jannard Avery than we did. Uh, on, on I wanted Sunday. to see more Teron Jackson. And Teron Jackson, yeah. All right, Kerrigan, he's gone for he's sure. He's gone. Greg Ward is restricted. He'll be back, I'd imagine. Yeah. 
Boston Scott restricted. He'll be back. Uh, Jordan Howard. Nobody else in the league likes him, but the yeah, I think he's. I think I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be back until like after the draft. Maybe. I mean, they do the same charade every year. It doesn't matter. He's just a guy, right? Like, I don't think he's that talented <laughs> yeah. a runner. It's just like he, he he's somebody who knows how to follow his blocks in a way that Sanders does not. So nobody, uh, nobody's rushing design Jordan Howard, but no. And then uh, Andre Andre Chachery is exclusive rights free agent, so he'll be back. I like Andre Chachere. Yeah, I was upset that he was inactive uh, in the playoff game. And then Jason Kroom, uh, he'll be gone. Who cares about Jason Kroom? Kelsey's technically a free agent because... No, they extended him. Oh, but doesn't he have the clause in his contract? It's a weird... Does he? I thought they gave him the extra year. He might have the extra year. What do we, um, yeah, he has the extra year, and then he can... And then there's like a mandate in the... Like at, and then at, it voids, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it either voids or... They have to sign him to a new. He either has to retire, yeah. or they have to make a decision to whether to avoid the contractor. Over the cap, him. over the cap has him as a free agent in twenty three, but I mean he's going to yeah. retire or stay with the team. I, I don't think it really. We can quickly look at we can quickly look at twenty twenty three because these are guys that will probably get extended. Some of them in training camp. Kelsey, we just talked about Javon Hargrave. He'll get an extension. I think he gets one this off season. T.J. Edwards, he'll get an extension. I, I think he gets another deal. Marcus Epps, like, your boy. They locked up. They locked up Maddox, Sweat, and my and Goddard. Yeah, and Maddox, Sweat, Goddard, and Mylotta. And Mylotta. Yeah, they did a good job. I, I mean, that's that's gonna, the Howie spent the Howie special is signing guys before they hit free agency. I thought they were gonna go into. I thought they were gonna go into free agency with like at least one or two of those guys on the market. But they no, they did a good job. They clean sweeped it. They'll do the same with Hargrave and T.J. Edwards. Maybe they'll re-sign Matt Pryor and your boy Marcus Epps, who could be starting next year. I think he gets he gets another deal. Miles you know, Sanders will be a free agent in 23. We don't have to talk about him. I don't think uh, he's back. Andre Dillard's probably gone. He's probably Tyree, on there for roster by Tyree, the time. Tyree Jackson's an ERFA. He'll be back. Jay Jaw is gone. He might be gone this offseason. Uh, I'd imagine Sayamalu gets an extension unless they take Linderbaum. Even then, then you have... You would I have... I keep him. What if yeah, I would guess, keep him around. Yeah. He's a good player. I, Minshew, um, Minshew will get traded. Opeta yeah. restricted. Jack Anderson, ERFA, and then, you know, Raven Clark, Brett Toth, Reed Sinnett, and Joe Osman. Who cares? But the funny Marcus Epp stories, the, Mar- the funny Marcus Epp story before we go, they waived him. No, well, they, you know how they got him again? They claimed him off waivers. And you know who they waived to make room for that waiver claim? Mac McCann. Andrew Sandejo. <laughs> Sandejo. That was one of those. That was one of the Howie special signings when they signed Sandejo and Zach Brown. And for some reason, all these guys that were good in like 2016, 17 on teams that the Eagles played against all stink when they get here. Kerrigan, Sandejo, Miles Austin, De- DeMarco Murray. Oh, my. I can't. Miles Austin. Jesus. I can't believe we did that. Orlando There's... Skandrick. Orlando Skandrick. What a rant! What a, what a time! What a silly, what a, silly boy! What a silly, what a silly! Oh, man. and then if you if you watch the Bills cheat the Bills Pats game, uh, the guy who Josh Allen snapped his ankles on that one rushing play was uh, Eagles legend Devontae Bosby. Oh, really? Yeah, if you remember Devontae Bosby when he was projected to start one summer and then decided to stop playing, and fell off a cliff. Yeah. All right, let's uh, we'll wrap this up, Jay, because you and I are running out of steam here. Uh, final thoughts 
on all this. I have one you, final my, thought. My one question to you before your final thought. Yeah. Is the 2021 season a success? Yes. I would say yes. Without a doubt. I mean, like, look, at state, look, it was obvious they were in a different class than the rest of the NFC. But they were they won three more games than they were over under. They had $40 million in dead cap for a different quarterback. It was a transition year with a first-year head coach and a first-time starting quarterback. The roster was turning over to young players. Their veterans were aging. I mean, this team was not supposed to make the playoffs. We, we were always higher than them than other people around the league. Uh, I had them going nine and eight, which was correct. Um, but, you know, uh, I, you know I, I think you can't be that upset with this season. You, you agree, no? On four games last, like, okay, they didn't, they didn't beat anyone great, but the Broncos team they beat this year, the Saints team they beat, and the Falcons team they beat this year were better than all the, than the four teams they beat last year, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, yeah, look, not only that, and like they were, they beat up on the bad teams, and that, that's all you can really and ask. And they were them getting to do. beat by the bad teams last year. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy with the year. I'm happy with the season. All right, my final thought. It's a bit of a tangent. We don't have to talk too much in depth about this, but my only my only thing is. Uh, if you're Howie Roseman, how much do you take into account the market of Philadelphia when determining whether like who who to ride with at quarterback? So by that I mean like in recent years, we've gotten a lot of guys who seem like they're having trouble dealing with how intense the fan base is in Philly. I'm talking Jalen Rager, Nelson Aguilar, Carson Wentz, Ben Simmons, Andre, Andre to a degree, Andre to a degree, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. There's there's guys who just seem to have more trouble dealing with the 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 in, insanity that is Philly sports, and I think that obviously look if you're good uh, we don't have to get into the booing conversation or anything like that like we obviously we're Eagles fans we are crazy like this is an intense market and when you're playing really well they love you obviously when you're not playing well they're gonna boo you. Uh, but they will appreciate if you take responsibility and put yourself, you know, Jordan Mailata wrote an apology to the fans after his holding penalty in a game they won and said, I got to be better. Right. Like they appreciate when well, guys, guys take just, accountability. Some, some guys just embrace like they that just get market, it. Right? Like they just get Brandon it. Graham. Yeah. You know, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata. Yep. You know, even Jalen Mills did, and you know, like a lot of these guys. Understood. Joel Embiid, look, and 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 Embiid, Zach Ertz, you know, Ertz, yeah, Embiid had a and Embiid had fights with the crowd in Philly in 2019, and then he came back. He said, "I got to be better." He put in the work. Fans appreciated it, and now he's the most beloved athlete in the city. Look so, at Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar, even Aguilar. Yeah. People hated him, but you know, he he when he when they were good, you know, the city embraced him, and I feel like yeah. he, you know, he could probably find quotes of him saying that, like you know. Listen, so and and you know, like I I, I just think I just think that there are some guys who are not built to handle the intensity of this place. And I don't know how much you should weigh that when when finding a quarterback, but I think it should be in the back of your mind that like maybe Wentz just wasn't a good fit for here. You know, this Midwestern guy who went to North Dakota State who hadn't really played under the lights that Philly was gonna offer him, and like maybe you thought he could handle it and you were wrong, but it's just something to keep in mind. And like, that's why Bryce young is so exciting and why I, I don't mind hurts being around for a little longer. Like that guy clearly can handle this, this environment. I mean, like, you know, whenever he plays poorly, I'm going to make fun of him 
and 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 you know slander him and and that's what we do and like the fact that he re- refused to respond to Jeff McLean's question looks stupid in hindsight because he played terribly if he had played well it would have been like whatever but like he played yeah. terribly so it's like stupid like what like bro like just answer that like it's a fine question whatever but the point is like that's just in the right, back of my right. mind it's back of my head of like like should we just pay a little I, I just hope they are taking into account the same thing happened with Sirianni by the way like that guy at the beginning was clearly unable to handle the the market and you know he he's old enough and clearly mature enough and he's like you know he's 40 years old it's different than a 23 year old quarterback he's clearly old enough to be able to adapt but like at the beginning it wasn't clear that he could handle this place but he he, he rode it through and it was you know he, he made it through and he made a stupid flower speech and people were getting on him for his corny t-shirts and he stopped <laughs> wearing them and like, it worked when you're winning you're winning and i think he i think he understood that this place cares a lot and when you're winning, it, it doesn't matter. And when you're losing, they're going to be tough on you. And, you know, he's a 40-year-old man, so it's a little different. But, you know, I just hope that they're, they're taking into consideration that it, it might be, you know, the, 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 the intensity of the city might be an added stress to some quarterbacks that makes them underperform and might make it harder for them to succeed here. And I'm not saying it's not a bad thing. I, I love that Philly is intense and it makes us a great fan base and enjoyable to participate in and make podcasts and that sort of thing. But like, I just hope they're, they're keeping an eye on that and, uh, and, and maybe giving a little extra weight to guys that they think can handle that and, and investing in personalities like Jalen hurts who are, who are able to, you know, cut out the noise and just grind for lack of a better word. The only way you can tell that is you know, when they talk to him, when they meet with him over, you know, the combine and the senior bowl and, and pro days, you know, that's when they'll know, like, are these guys legit? Can they handle it? Or are they, you know, are they going to back, are they going to, you know, retweet videos of them doing well 20 minutes after a loss? And are they going to deactivate their, their social media? And I think the Philly fans are, it's, it goes both ways. They're passionate. We're passionate fan base. Also, we're also kind of dumb. <laughs> People say a lot of you'll see a lot of dumb people on fun Eagles Twitter say a lot of dumb things to players, yep. especially when you're a young player. That definitely does bother you. And you know, that's an interesting case study of younger players coming in from a different generation. You know, how does social media impact them more than it impacted yep. guys who got drafted in 2010? You know, yep. it's a different league. Tw- 10 years is a very long time. If the world has evolved, social media has evolved and the players have evolved as well. Yeah. So it's interesting. How do you tell? I don't. I mean, I don't know. How do you, how do you like tell in an evaluation that this guy can handle it? You know, is it? Oh, they came from a big program that played in big games, and yep. maybe they're older. Maybe like an older player, like maybe like for example, maybe Kenny Pickett being twenty four or will be twenty four. Maybe that's not like a negative in that sense. Maybe it's a positive that maybe he comes in a little bit more mature than a guy who would be twenty one when he gets picked, like. As you talk to coaches too, like how he has a history of talking to coaches about players. Like, yeah, most notably, like remember, like talked about Lincoln Riley with Hertz and then Gary Patterson with Rager. Like, they've probably done that before with every coach they could interact with, you know. Yeah, maybe they may. I remember when this is a tangent again, but when uh, they talked to Rager with um, Gary Patterson, they also talk about uh, Jeff Gladney and Jeff Gladney's on house arrest right now. <laughs> Jeez. So maybe Gary knew something back then. Yeah. So I mean, you're. Yeah, it's a good point. I like. I didn't. I don't really think about that because like, it's not something you really think about. Like evaluating a football player. Like, can they handle 
the pressure of playing in that market. Like you obviously play an NFL team. Like the the pressure is enough to be an NFL roster and be a starting quarterback in an NFL roster. Yeah. And then be in one where, you know, you stink, you know, and you and I don't believe it's a real thing. Like Phillies of infatuation with the backup quarterback. I don't think that's real. You know, there's like no, I don't I mean, think there's just a, like yeah, I agree. With you. There's not a Nick Foles syndrome, you know, like if you want, the thing is, if you want people to stop talking about the backup quarterback, play don't play bad. <laughs> play yeah. better. Carson Wentz. You know, By the way, that's better. that's the advice that that every every athlete who plays in Philadelphia, if they want a free piece of advice, they how to handle, yeah, how to handle the fans. Just just play better. It's like or or don't don't go up there after a uh, a loss and say that you're not going to change your game, right? When you turned it over three times, right? Yeah, like yeah, like one. like Tobias Harris. Like, if you want the fans to stop booing you, like, take more threes or just make shots. Like, it's not that deep. Like, people are booing because you're making forty million dollars and you shoot maybe four threes a game. It's not enough, bro. Like, it's not whatever. This is a tangent. Oh, what's your like, What's your Philly final thought? The, oh, Philly loves their grinders too. Like, Philly yeah, loves guys, the grinders. That's right. Like, I mean, Kelsey, look. like, even if you're not an elite, like, think of, like players who aren't great. But they're good and they're grinders. Like I think, like Boston Scott, that's a grinder. Like Jordan Howard's a grinder. Other years, like Jason Avant, that's a grinder. Or people who are just like willing to to be open and honest about the challenges and putting in the effort. Like you don't have to be. It's not even just like making shots, playing well is the easy way to fix it. But like coming out and saying, "I get what the fans are upset about. I need to play better. Here's what I'm going to do differently." It makes a difference. Like this is a fan base that pays attention. Like they'll pay attention. Telling them to that. they're wrong is the best way for them yeah. to boo you even more. And telling them to 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 not boo or to keep booing or to not appreciate you or fighting with them. It's that's, that's not, not what's work. dumb. When Jalen Rager touches the ball and you immediately boo, that's dumb. That's yeah, that's stupid. also dumb. Like like I'm not saying the fans are. Like, and I get it, right? If I was an NFL player, like I'm a kid. Like I, I'm I, you know I'm I'm not that old. I'm 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 around the same age as a lot of these rookies. Like even younger, honestly. Like. It's not surprising if I was in the NFL and 68, 69,000 people were booing me and I was just struggling and like I couldn't get out of my head. Like I, I would hate it. I would I would have a poor job handling it. Um, That's probably and, what's happening with like Jalen Rager. Where it's yeah, like, look, it's tough, on, man. Like down, these are young kids. Down. Like it's like I get it. You're upset. You blew. It's fine. You can boo. I get it. But like at the like, same not time, like not everybody's Devontae Smith. You know? Yeah, like I don't blame these guys for reacting the way they do. I just think that if they want it to go away. They got to it's it's it, it, you should react differently. That's it. Anyway, what's your final thought, Jay? We're, we're going so long on this pod. My final thought is my I have two final thoughts. My first one is think uh, thankfully Donovan up, uh, edits these. This is his job. And number two, I really don't know what's going to happen this offseason. It's a it's I a usually, fascinating offseason. I usually have last season. I didn't know, you know, the Wentz thing was huge. The Peterson thing was huge. These past two off seasons, they left me absolutely. I, I don't know. Like I, some it's easy. To t- sometimes it's easy to tell. Sometimes you can tell what your what your team is going to do, and you kind of know them. I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got absolutely nothing other than hypotheticals that look like a tree where you need if then but statements everywhere. And yeah. we're going to learn a lot for the next like month because the senior bowls in less than three weeks and the combines and maybe like. Uh, a month in a week. Yeah, we get to talk to Howie in a couple of days. And Howie gets it's end. We get to hear from Howie, and I, 
I really want to know what he's going to have to say. It's going to be a great press conference. I'm, I'm excited to listen. Because they're going to ask him. They're going to, someone's going to sit up there. Probably Jeff McClain or Les Bowen. They it'll, be Jeff. it'll be Jeff. It'll be Jeff or Les. It's going to yeah. be Jeff or Les. And they're, one of them is going to say, Howie, is Jalen Hurts a franchise quarterback? And I wonder what he has to say. Because he knows the question. He knows the question's coming. I wonder what he has to say. And I'm, we'll, we'll, stop, we'll stop the pot after this. His response is going to be, you know, I, I appreciate the question, Jeff. Here's <laughs> what we'll say. We are very confident in Jalen Hurts. And, you know, I, I can't sit up here after a year and change of starting and tell you whether or not this guy is is going to, how the rest of his career is going to turn out. But I can tell you that we're, we're, we're back. We're behind him 100%. We're, we, we believe in his work ethic. We, we feel confident in his ability to continue improving. We saw a lot of improvement this year, and uh, we, we have full confidence that it will continue to improve. And listen, he, he took us to the playoffs in his first year starting. So we believe in Jalen Hurts, and uh, and we're looking forward to continuing to working with him this offseason. And when they ask Nick, Nick is going to say, well, we need to evaluate every position. We take, we take quarterbacks seriously. We need to evaluate everybody, and that includes the quarterback. We're going to evaluate the running backs, the kicker, no position. No position escapes evaluation, and they're not going to say yes or no. We know they're going to beat around the bush, and everyone's going to take those quotes and run with them. All right, Jeff. I think they'll be nicer than what they said last year. Last year, they were very cold. They are very cold. This year, it'll be a little different. Unless There's they're really cold again, and I'm going to be like, wow, I did not expect that. Long pod. We hit yeah. a lot of important points. We'll be back soon. We'll probably take a little bit of a break. It's been a long year. Uh... Yeah. Any other, any other, uh, any, any, anything Drop else? The to five say star reviews. Drop the five star reviews. Ask yes, questions please. in the five star reviews. You can, you can put reviews on a Spotify now. So, so please do that. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Behind the Birds. We love you. And, uh, if you're listening this far. Yeah. Shout out. All right. Good night.